Um, I'm going to preach a message which is quite difficult. Um, difficult in the sense that many Christians don't think like that. And, and many people don't know that. I'm going to be talking about looking at eternal things. Looking at eternal things. How you can walk about on earth and you are not looking at what you can see and what you can feel and what you can sense, but you are looking at eternal things. The only way you can look at eternal things is by the power of the Holy Ghost. And when we say he's eternal, what we are talking about is the infinitude of God in relation to time or duration. And what I taught you is that he has no beginning, he has no end. Unending, age long, and ageless. That God has been there even before the beginning. And he will be there even after what you know to be the end. That is what it means by God is eternal. And the Bible said that Jesus Christ, through the eternal spirit, offered himself to God. And I told you yesterday that if he offered himself to God by the, but through the eternal spirit, then you and I cannot do anything except through the eternal spirit. I want to show you people today. The purpose of the Holy Ghost in your life is to do all the things he makes you do, like speak in tongues, like prophesy, like lay hands on the sick and they are healed, like, 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 like help you to preach and, and prophesy and so on and so forth. But one of the main aim of the Holy Ghost is to empower you to handle tribulations and trials and challenges in this world. So Jesus said something, he said, in this world you shall have tribulations. The reason he sent the Holy Ghost as the paracletos to stand by them and help them. One of the main reasons is tribulation. You will go through many things. You go through many things. As a matter of fact, in the, in the, in the, in the New Testament and also in the Old Testament, when they served God, they actually died. They died for, for serving him. We resist the devil. We resist sin. And we resist death through the power of the eternal spirit. It is through the power of the eternal spirit. The Holy Ghost is God's means to empower the believer to overcome trials. So that we can receive the blessings of God that are laid in store for us eternally. You cannot walk about in this world just looking at what you are seeing. Just looking at what you are feeling. Just looking at what you are going through. And you meet many Christians and it is about what you are going through, what they are experiencing, the pain they are going through. And you tell them, that they, you, you talk to them, they, they are talking about, you don't know how I'm suffering, you don't know the kind of pain I'm going through. And I read my mentor, my mentor, the one who in the Bible, I look at and I feel like becoming a preacher. And when I look at him, I don't give up. When I look at him, I'm not weak. When I look at him, I have strength in the inner man. Every time I will read about this mentor of mine, this great apostle who, who this great apostle who makes me feel a little shy to be called an apostle and people will come to me and they say apostle and I say no way because when I look at this my mentor who passed into glory several years ago lived not too long but at the age of 60 the man had passed into eternity already when I look at this man I'm talking about the man who received Jesus Christ not because somebody preached to you but on the first hand experience on 
the road to Damascus. Jesus said, I don't need no evangelist to witness to this man. I must appear to him myself. And I must talk to him because this man is so dispositioned and the man is oriented in life. And his psychology, the level of the man's knowledge and sophistication. No ordinary evangelist can stand in front of him and convince him. Jesus himself appeared unto him. His brightness above the brightness of the sun. Paul or Saul, as he was called at that time, fell to the earth. He said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Now the man became blind. He said, arise and go into the city. Somebody will come and tell you what you must do. I'm talking about this apostle. I'm talking about, uh, uh, I'm talking about a man who belonged to the Sanhedrin. I'm talking about an, an, a knowledgeable man. I'm talking about somebody who could easily qualify. He's a Roman. He's a Jew at the same time. I'm talking about a man who got converted, disappeared into the deserts of Arabia 14 years. He came back. He said, you know what? I sat at the feet of Gamaliel. I'm not just some ordinary person. He said, you know what? I'm a philosopher and I'm also a preacher. I know the word of God, which is inspired, but also my brain is not dysfunctional i know what i'm talking about i know what i carry his name is paul i'm talking about this man who is so anointed that even in prison he's writing paul's parts of the bible i'm talking about a man who knew how to mentor other people he mentored people like luke he mentored people like john mark he mentored the people that were around him you can name them titus and timothy and demas and all of them and he mentored a certain guy called istudanaba but that was many years later because the Isura number was a mentee who did not work with him personally but when he came across the inspired scriptures that this man wrote I'm talking about the spiritual father of Timothy I'm talking about a man who will face so much trials so much afflictions in the ministry I said this is the apostle Paul the convicted preacher who at a certain point had to allow them to shave his hair in order for him to enter a, a temple I'm talking about Paul who some people will come and they went to kill Timothy because Timothy is not circumcised and in order to save his son's life he took Timothy and circumcised him himself so that people will not kill Timothy I came to declare to you that I know of a certain apostle the man was a master of tribulation he was a master of persecution and I'm talking to you right now as a believer called by God somebody God has anointed and chosen he called you out of darkness and brought you into his marvelous light you will face many things but I came to tell you that God has equipped you with the power of the Holy Ghost and you will survive all your crises you will survive your afflictions you will go through the valley of the shadow of death and you will remain alive I came to tell you now it doesn't matter what you are facing in your family in your place of business the world is becoming so difficult and I came to tell you I don't know maybe yours is sickness maybe yours is persecution maybe yours is financial crisis maybe pastor your ministry is going down but i came to announce to you you are an overcomer because in all these things my mentor paul said nay in all these things we are more than conquered um, I'm, I'm walking through the pages of the Bible. I'm just doing some exploration. I'm, I'm going through the Bible. And I'm looking at what, what, what? Holy Ghost. How is he going to help me here? 
when I came across the word of this mentor, for the which cause we faint not. We don't faint. We don't give up. But though our outward man perish, yet the inner man is renewed day by day. I came to tell somebody, your outer man may be perishing, but your inner man is renewed day by day. I can tell you that spiritually. Because though the outward man was perishing, the inner man was receiving strength. Anytime you see your outer man is going down, your inner man is renewed. Day by day. Then he goes on to the verse number 17. For our light affliction. But our light affliction, which is but for a moment. When I'm concluding, I will talk to you about it is but for a moment. It is but for a moment. Hold on. Don't give up. Don't give up too quickly. Just keep holding on. Just keep holding on. Pastor, just keep holding on. Corona will last not forever, but for a moment. Your church doors will be shut. Not forever, but for a moment. You are going through financial crisis. Family crisis now. It is but for a moment. Your health looks like it's failing you. But it is for a moment. I'm going to end this message with a prophecy. It is for a moment. It is for a moment. And he's saying, the light affliction worked for us. And exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen. While we look not at the things which are seen. But we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But those things which are not seen are eternal. And tonight, I'm just here to help you to begin not to look at the things that are seen. But at the things which are eternal. The things which are eternal. That is why I said today's service is going to be difficult. Because I'm going to attempt to take this your eyes away from the things you see. And plant them on things you cannot see. And there are three things I will make you see. I call the first one a removal. I call the second one a rest. And I call the third one a reward. But before I get to the removal, and before I get to the rest, and before I get to the reward, I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that Paul writing talks about the fact that in order for you to focus on the things that are of the spirit, and on the things that are not seen, the Holy Ghost must help you, otherwise you will keep looking at the things that are seen. So he said, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I has not seen nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Your eyes haven't seen them. Your ears have not heard them. They are things that God has prepared for you. I told you. They were prepared from the beginning. From the foundations of the earth. They were there even before you were born. But your eyes have never seen them. So he's saying eyes have not seen. Ear has not heard. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Verse number 10 says. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yea the deep things of God. Then he said for what man knoweth the things that are in of a man. Save the spirit of the man that is in him. Even so 
the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Then he said, now we have received not the spirit which is of the world, but we have received the spirit which is of God that we may know the things that are freely given unto us. He said, which things also we teach, not with words which man's understanding teaches, but with the things, with the man, with the words which the Holy Ghost teaches. He said, with the man which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually determined. That is why I came to tell you today that the Holy Ghost must open your eyes and you must begin to see things that are not seen with the normal eye. Ladies and gentlemen, may you become a blind man on earth concerning the things that are physical and may God open your eyes to be walking with spiritual light concerning the things that are coming. I know that by the time I finish and a revolution will erupt in your spirit. I know that by the time I'm through with you, you will become a different kind of human being on earth. I came here to change you from terrestrial to celestial. I came here to change you from earthly to supernatural and to heavenly. I came here to change you from a carnal man to a spiritual man. I pray that a spiritual revolution will take place in your life. I came here to take your eyes away from the things you can see and to take your ears away from the things you can hear and to take your skin away from the things you can feel and anybody that is shouting a revolution is taking place in your life now this man his eyes were on some things. I don't know what you are looking at when you are in the world. Some are looking for house, some are looking for car. I like those things. I spoke about them yesterday. Some are looking for success. All these things can see. They can see. Listen to me. Anything you can see with your eyes, God is saying, don't look at it. Don't, don't look at it. It means, don't look at the things you can see and determine whether God has blessed you or not. He said, I have not seen nor ear heard the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So, if it's a wife, I have seen. If it's a husband, God has seen. Eyes have seen, I beg your pardon. If it is a car, eyes have seen. If it is passing an exam, ears have heard. And eyes have seen. The things God has prepared for us no eye has seen them. No ear has heard them. Except by the spirit. And I was praying last night. I said, Lord, what are the things that I must see? And the Lord said, the first one is you must see a removal. Everybody say a removal. Come on, shout it a removal. This is why I said, if you are not brave, you can't stay in the service. A remover. You know what? Abraham. The man left his father's house and he was going into a country he didn't know. The wife said, where are we going? He said, I don't know. We are just going. Moses, he forsook Egypt because he endured as seeing him who was invisible. Moses, where are you going? He said, I'm looking for Jehovah. Who is Jehovah? He said, I am that I am. 
Moses, how does the I am that I am, how does Yahweh, how does Jehovah look like? He said, I don't know, but I can feel that there is somebody who is higher than me, and in him I live and move and have my being. I want to see who is invisible. He said, For he endured as seeing him that is invisible. This is the Moses that stood on the mountain, and he said, Father, show me your glory. I really want to see you. I want to see how God looks like. How carnal can you be? You are in the world and the only thing you want to see is you want to see things with your eyes. You want to see worldly things. You want to see carnal things. But today I pray, not for the translation of your body, but translation of your eyes. I pray for the translation of your eyes. I pray for the shifting of your eyes. May God shift your focus. May God shift your focus. Come and clap your hands and scream. Removal. Every Christian must be thinking about removal. Removal. Because you know what, Chairman? I am a believer not in destruction but in removal. Very soon, over tears here. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. Because God took him. It's a removal. Listen, the highest level of faith is to be walking about on earth. And you know there is another city. You know there is another country whose builder and maker is God Almighty. Let me hear somebody shout like your voice is yours. Press. Listen, the reason for all these miserable Christians on earth who are crying, refusing to be comforted, refusing to say, to, re, refusing to say they are blessed, refusing to say that God is God, is because we are looking at the things we can see. The fact that you cannot see Accra or see Bogatanga or see Kumasi doesn't mean you are dead. You have been removed from an earthly kingdom and you have been translated into a kingdom that is beyond this kingdom. I came to listen. By the time I finished talking to you today, you have conquered death. You have conquered hell. You have conquered destruction. You have conquered the pit of hell. And if you are that person, come on, shout like your voice is here. I saw a pastor who went into the church building and was looking at the various chairs which were empty because the people had died. That pastor by now may still be preaching. And the reason he will be preaching is because he understands a removal. He knows that heaven and earth shall pass away. But God's word shall not pass away. He knows that we are pilgrims on earth. He knows we are walking around here today. But there is another world beyond here. I came to tell somebody right now. We have all faith that we are walking on earth. And in this world there is pain. In this world there is sickness. In this world there is frustration. In this world there is persecution. In this world there will be temptations. But one day we shall not be here anymore. One day he will remove us from here. And you know what ladies and gentlemen sometimes when he removes us then we hold funeral it's like somebody went to america and you held a funeral because even the removal we don't understand it apostle the lord told me yesterday removal 
he said talk to my people about removal and i said lord how do i talk about removal he said there is no better example of removal in the bible than elijah elijah Come on, scream like you have a voice. Elijah. And it came to pass when the Lord would take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha to Gilgal. God is coming to take him. No, 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 no. People, let me, let me, people, 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 people. A radibe kachiro and ne say anajui obefawa kwa. I know somebody shouted to fear kwa. And with your carnal mind, untimely death. Oh Jesus. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? They were wondering where I was going. I was going nowhere. <laughs> and it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven. Can you imagine? God comes to you and said, I'm coming to take you. And you say, How you carry me? He said, Wild wind. And from my ebeswab, Obiabeka se nyami wa dumim. And my friend, then you are cursed. How can the wind just carry a man of God? Can you imagine a man of God is walking about? Then the wind appears like alukoto and carry him away. You say akwadu ya kachireo. You catch them say balocks off. When we say from afanako, say nyab balocks off wa. Sofu nampanam from epejano. In some culture, they call it the dwarf wind. Moti Abraham. Na moti Abraham. So for our sins, I'm your friend. I was ordained. And I am from Abbe Pejano. I quite you. Can you imagine if he has long legs? And then two. Now from Abbe Pejano. The man is telling his servant. And look at the verse number two. Look at verse two. Oh, Glory. And Elijah said unto Elijah, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Now, listen, I just read two verses of scripture. Let me tell you what to get in church. Let me tell you what to get in church. Go to verse 1. I want to show you what to get in church. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. But let's see what Elijah took. Now, Elisha knows a wind is coming to carry him to heaven. Then Elijah went and announced to his church member, Elisha. He said unto Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Is that true? He knows God is going to take him by whirlwind. But he knows this Elisha 
is a church member who has baptismal certificate but he has no born again certificate he know that this man elisha is likely to be a church man who is walking around him but has no faith does not see eternal things so just tell him you are going to Bethel. what i'm telling you is that people sometimes what the pastors tell you is the watered down version of what you should know because they know you have no faith you have no faith if they feed you with the real bible the word of god you will backslide so instead of saying the lord is coming with a whirlwind to take me to heaven and remove me and take me to heaven they'll tell you they're going to better you didn't clap the pastors are not deceiving you but the thing is that every morning when they are coming to preach to you god says don't give these people meat because they cannot handle meat give them milk to drink so all of us come to church carrying our feeding bottles and god is pouring milk into our feeding bottles and you see adults holding feeding bottles mm. by the time you finish the service i'm offended i'm hurt somebody said what they shouldn't tell me I didn't want to hear something like this uh, uh, where, where is our faith in God where was God when this happened and where was God when that happened and God said it was not a case of death it was a case of a removal am I talking to somebody at all it's a case of a removal now he said I'm going to bring a whirlwind and I'm going to take it now let's put our focus on Elijah let's forget about Elijah for now to be honest with you if God comes to a man and tells you he's going to remove you, <laughs> I'm taking you to heaven. And he says, so Lord, where is the bus stop? Where is the airport? He said, across the Jordan. Listen, the founder of the Osofu, um, what is the name of that concert party? Osofu does it the founder of Osofodazi was Elijah Elijah the prophet he founded Osofodazi what, what was their group, what was the name Osofodazi Elijah founded it and their song he gave it to them we are going heaven knows where we are going we know we will Elijah, Elijah composed that song here is Elisha walking about and following this man. He said, where are you going? He said, God is going to take me away. He said, let's go to Bethel. He didn't tell him God is taking me away. He said, let's, let's go to Bethel. Let's go. Let's go. And they kept going and they were talking and they kept going. And it came to pass. When they were gone over the Jordan, Elijah now said to Elisha, when they crossed the Jordan, all this while, the guy didn't know where they were going. He passed the test. They crossed, they crossed the river Jordan. Now, I like the boldness of Elijah. The man's faith is not just the rain that didn't fall and the rain that came. For me, I think this was the man's biggest faith. That God is telling you, I'm coming to take you out of the earth. And to Namsana Wajira. When they crossed the Jordan. Then Elijah now told Elisha in a plain language. My son, 
ask what I will do for you before I am taken away from you. No, I'm telling you people, if you are that kind of person following this kind of man of God, you'll panic. I mean, what is coming to take you away? How? Where? To where? Where are you going? But I thank God, Elisha caught up with this man of God quickly. Because mind you, before this incident, apart from the incident of Enoch, who worked with God and was not because God took him, they had not heard of another person who just disappeared like that. And Moses, even when Moses died, God came and told Joshua and said, Moses, my servant, is dead. But this one is not going to die. He's saying, the Lord is going to take me away from you. The Lord is going to take me away from you. A remover. And look at what he said. And Elisha said, I pray you, let a double portion of the spirit that is upon you come upon me. I like Elisha. He caught up with the man of God quickly. I can tell you, if it was many of you here, you would never get the mantle. You will lie down and start rolling. Oh, me kami chira u say ube super. Angel ni spirit. Ube sum. You will cry. You will be disappointed. Your heart will be broken. You will say God has disappointed you. You will say God has frustrated you. And then we are talking about removal here. We are talking about a man leaving the earth and never coming back. I like the way you are quiet because you are thinking about who will be the next after Elijah. If I prophesy, you may be the one. You say, Tofia. We are so full of unbelief. We cannot see a city be- be- beyond here. We cannot see a kingdom beyond here. We cannot see a life beyond here. And we have all these believers that are miserable and frustrated. And they don't see a kingdom beyond where they are. They don't see a light beyond where they are. They are looking at only the things that are seen. But he said the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Watch this. I celebrate God for seeing my brother in his white. Seeing my sister in a white. But hey any believer who happened to pass i celebrate them the same way i celebrate my god the same way i celebrate god almighty the same way i thank god for every one of them because i understand what is that 